Good evening and welcome to the Brown Paper Bag Podcast, the greatest podcast on planet Earth. You're joined tonight by your boy Saul G. You can follow me at 50 Shades of Saul G on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by G Phrase. You can find me on, on Twitter or IG at Inspires the Block. But however, tonight, because of our guest, I'm just simply Corey. I'm so honored and 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 man, just for this presence of our guest, I ain't going by no nickname today. It's just strictly Corey, the name my mama gave me. So that's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like yes, that. Yes. So speaking of our, our special guest, man, first of all, man, if the if the special intro didn't get you hype, man, if you weren't out your seat jumping around because uh, it wasn't the uh, original that we've been playing for about the last 11 episodes, I said... My special guest tonight deserves her own intro. So if you are not hyped with yes. the drums and the dancing and everything that you just saw in that intro, then, uh, you know, we need to go ahead and send some paramedics to your house because you are officially dead <laughs> and you have no hope. <laughs> but right. uh, I'm about to go ahead and bring on our special guest. I'm not going to talk. Well, you know me, I'm going to talk. But uh, I just want to <laughs> say, man, we so blessed. And honored to yes. have uh, this, yes. this beautiful, beautiful queen coming on the show tonight. Uh, yes. The devil, yes. the devil, uh, as Corey would say, the uh, probably, well, I'm going to let him say it. Uh, the devil was acting up tonight. <laughs> and he, yes. I, I really think he didn't want this conversation to happen. So I don't know what's about to be said, but I know it's about to be good. So without further ado, let me introduce our very, very special guest, the great one. Sonny Johnson. Let me bear in here real quick. What is up? Boom, 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 boom. Drum roll. I know. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a look like, you know, the, the little kid in the uh in the in the mean out mean Joe Green commercial where he throw the jersey. Like I'm just so excited right now. And I'm trying not to, you know, I gotta be professional because you know that's that's what we're supposed to do. But it's like, man, I'm so yeah. excited right now. Sonny, um, just for some people, I mean, you you a big deal. But just in case somebody hasn't heard of you, really just big let deal. People at home know where they can find you, and tell them who you are, Sonny. Let them let them know a little bit about you. Um, if you ask me who I am, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. <laughs> uh, I'm at the bit. I'm in the process of becoming an entrepreneur, and, and I'm just an American. And I don't like to put That's myself right. in anything else than those things. I am a black woman first and foremost. I will never forget that. Yeah. And you can Queen. find me every Saturday on Sirius X and Patriot. That's right. Corner is the most authentic black conservative show you will ever experience. I mean, I'm sitting here with y'all, but you know that. Um, and oh. um, <laughs> find me on Twitter at Sunny Johnson. That's S O N N I E. If you put the Y, you're being a dick. Don't do that. Don't do that one. Cool. You ain't gonna find the right one. Okay. You're not gonna find the right, right one. Right. Yeah. 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 I think one of the other one had a boxer. And I'm thinking about Sunny Liston. I don't know. Anyway. Like, yeah. That ain't Sunny important Liston. right now. What is important right now is we got to keep tradition. We got to keep tradition going. So if you've watched the show, you know what's coming next. You got to have your yeah. brown paper bag ready. So to the to the great Sonny Johnson, do you have your brown paper bag tonight? I do. Oh, yes, let's there we go. go. <laughs> Sonny, I, 
I had in mind to get something else when I when I went to the uh, ABC for it. But okay. they had this in there, and this was the last one they had in there. So I was like, this is what we're going to do tonight. And I think uh, it, it fits very, very well because I will soon be coming to Atlanta for the Solutionary Summit. Yeah. Right? We'll be yeah. there. We'll be there. We'll be there. That's the place of the peach. Right? So I have Crown Royal Oh, Nice, 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 nice. Oh. I like being symbolic too, a brown bag. Okay. I like being symbolic too. So this one comes in a kind of brown. It's That's right. That's nice. That's nice. I'm used to the, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it, it's close to brown. I think when the salted caramel comes back in, the the bag is actually mm. brown. So, you know, uh, yeah, I like caramel. <laughs> yeah, when um, I bartended before, I used to keep my tips in the purple one, the purple crown real bad. <laughs> yeah, I used to keep my tips in that. That's the original. But we're going to hold this one up. We're going to put that one on our display zone to rep for Brown Paper Bag Podcast. That's dope. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that is that is that is that is awesome. That is awesome, Mr. G. Phrase on this uh, most special of occasions, sir. Uh, what are you sipping on tonight? Well, well, first and foremost, once again, it's Corey. We're going by strictly Corey tonight. <laughs> That's right. My bad. My bad. Guest. Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I'm sipping on in a second, so I apologize. Frenchy don't do all them nicknames. <laughs> Mama call you Clay, I'ma call you Clay. There it is. <laughs> I, hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, yeah. when I'm in the presence of greatness, I, I humble myself. However, I'm gonna say this here because of I almost went with Crown Royal. I swear I did. I almost went with that. However, I have to start mine off with a line, a rap line, and it is my boy Yo Gotti. And Yo Gotti say, I rock with Jay. Hold on. I rock with Jay. No Hennessy, so it's only do say well, i'm going to do say tonight because we got the got sunny on the show <laughs> however i make mine with a little bit of uh dailies you know sweet and sour mix because i'm not that g that i used to be growing up i can't drink it straight no more so this is how it looks now this is how it looks when you put it all together I could break the peak straight, but since I'm on the internet and this lives forever, I'm being safe and going with the peach punch. So, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's going to be go. a smart move. I think that's yeah. going to be a wise move. That's going to be a wise move. All right, cool. Well, um, for those that follow me on Twitter, know that uh, I had something really, really special planned for tonight because I said, man, a special guest, you know, a lot of people who don't know me know I used to be a former That's bartender, right. man. I bartended for 10 years. I'm a beast when it comes to making drinks, right? So I was like, <laughs> man, I got to make something in honor of my guest tonight, right? So That's right. I came up with this drink, and like I said, it ain't nothing. It's, it's pretty, well, it ain't simple, but it's going to be called the Sunny. And everything uh, has something to uh you know everything in the drink is symbolic so i'm about to mix this live on the show um we're gonna tell as we start to get into the show it's a uh, no super tea time tonight it's uh i've been drinking yeah, thank so god i ain't gonna even lie to you yeah so it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a great show because your boy has been drinking and uh running up flights of stairs so uh i am dehydrated so hopefully 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we just gonna go ahead and start mixing right now. So I'm gonna tell you what goes in a sunny at home. You can go ahead and make this. This is not copyrighted. First and foremost, <laughs> because Sonny is, you know, the goat in my opinion. That's right. We gotta Mine go too. ahead and we mm -hmm. got we we gotta we gotta start it off with a little grenadine, right? And the grenadine is to symbolize the blood of the ancestors, man. So we just need a, a little bit of grenadine. And because Sonny's so sweet, go ahead and sweeten it on up a little bit. That's man. Right. That is <laughs> then, um, don't tell her it's so sweet. Cause yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 well, at least she she's sweet to us, so I can't I can't see yeah, y'all yeah, y'all yeah. get it. Y'all might yeah. get a whole nother side, but we get we get yeah. a little bit of sweetness and honey over here. And I'm that's pulling right. out a little Tito's. I can see uh, you know, my my two co-hosts uh, on some brown liquor tonight, but that's cool. Um, you know, yes. I, it's all good. So you want to do? No, I like Tito's. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So here we go. So you're gonna do one part of the old Tito's. Bam. All right. We're going we're gonna to mix some lesson tonight. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and then I talked to Sunny, and she told me her favorite color was blue, so a drink has to be blue. So if you want a drink to be blue, you got to use the blue Curacao. So, bam, you okay. need about a half a split of that. Get it nice okay. and blue. And see, we said Sunny was sweet, right? Now, remember how we said Sunny was sweet? But sometimes Sunny... She hits you with that fire, and these these people that she be talking man. to, they lips get a little, you know what I mean? So we got to go with the sour <laughs> apple in there, man. Yeah. She be, she be making their mouth like, you know, yeah. they just want to say something, but it's so, it's so, they know it's the truth, and they can't do nothing about it. So Can't do nothing about it. Of, half a part of that. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So, bam, we got the, uh, yep. Yeah. Then, just like, you know, she said she coming to Atlanta. Uh, your boy from That's Atlanta, right. your boy from GA, so had to do the peach schnapps. So then we're going to do another part of that. Bam. Yo, you're going to be tipsy. Yeah, yeah he is. He's going to be through. Okay, and then since you came on the Brown Paper Bag Podcast, I represented myself with the peach schnapps. But as my boy always says, I don't drink nothing that straight because I ain't that damn tough. Nah, no you more. You got to have your no sour more. mix. So... <laughs> We're going to mix it up with a little sour mix, bring it about to the rim. And see, I wanted to have some pineapple juice, but the uh, wonderful store here in Cincinnati didn't have what I needed. So uh, this is some uh, mango Everfresh. And then we just going to top that off. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. And uh, we doing no. this in the red. We doing this in the red Dixie cup. So, bam, we're going to go ahead and. <laughs> and you, now you have. A sunny man, so salute to the goat. How much does a sunny cost in the club? Now we just watching. How much does uh, a sunny cost in the club? <laughs> it depends on depends on if they charge you per liquor. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, we should be able to get it for like a Long Island price, probably about ten, eleven dollars. Okay. So yeah, I don't, go, I don't go to the club anymore. But when I used to go to the club, they would have been free. Oh okay. yeah, we talked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we talked about we talked about free drinks in the club and. Um, I already <laughs> traded that um yeah, that did. uh that wonderful gift. Yeah, I traded that and I think show number four because uh yeah, tired of y'all getting uh valet and yeah, uh the you door, know, drinking for everything. free. Yeah, drinking free before <laughs> ten to twelve. But you know, y'all no, got the uh go ahead. It is not it's not even a necessity of uh, of or just like we're drinking for free. We make the scenery better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I agree. 
to everyone involved that the pretty girls are there showing out. So shout out yeah. to everybody with the pretty girl privilege. Use it wisely and be good. <laughs> he don't like that. He, he don't like it. You he know, like the pretty girls, I mean, but not the privilege, because he won't he want that one. No, I like it. I, I get it, but like some pretty girls use their privilege privileges for evil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when that's the case, you would uh, of course have a bad reflection to it. And that's why I always tell like pretty girls, treat treat people good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because they're doing things for you or going out of their way to be nice to you because they like you in a way that you don't like them doesn't mean you can't treat them good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just be real with them and be honest with them and be a friend to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. if more of us were to do that, then I think, it, you know, a lot of the stereotype about it would uh, kind of dissipate. So I have a lot of guys that started off in that place where they were like chasing me and I was like, no, and we're still friends to this day. So like, just be nice yeah. to people, be good to people. Yeah, none but That's respect right. for that, uh, Mr. G. Frey. That's right. Uh, what's the world yes, sipping sir. on, man? What what what's the world sipping on? Let me know. I'm gonna keep sipping. Well, you know, Sunday I'm gonna be listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not even worried about the world right now. We got the world on the podcast, <laughs> right? So the world is sipping on Crown Royal right now. The world is sipping on the Crown world. Royal. So exactly, the world is sipping on Crown yeah. Royal Peach. I like it. Cool. All right, so um, you know, like I said, since we got an extra special guest in the building tonight, um, you know, we're not gonna do seven and seven because we want to get into this conversation, but you know, That's we want right. to we want to do a couple of warm up questions because we got to do something for the culture, and see, the reason why we love doing this podcast is because we know where Sunny is, um, you know, like like where her like calling is, and we know what she does. We know she like she said she's on Sirius XM, the Patriot. That is a political. Yeah um platform but what we like to do on the show is say hey look people are all you know we're all people we're all human beings it doesn't matter about who you vote for every two and four years people have other things to talk about outside of one area yeah, and we want to be able yeah. to explore that because especially like i said we're talking about black culture we're talking about the things we talk about this show we're talking about relationships I don't care about Democrat or Republican we're talking about man how y'all gonna stay together how y'all gonna yeah. raise these kids right so that's what we're trying to focus on tonight. So what we're here to do is number one. We, go ahead, go ahead. No, see, you gotta let me because y'all throw these uh, all these praise tags at me. Let me let me throw some flowers back. One of the reasons I love you is because you have a unique way of understanding both the culture and the intellect and mixing them in a coherent way that is catchy. He you know do. what I'm saying? So yeah. When I see cute a cat, I'm like, oh, all right, look, I will literally <laughs> pause because I know to get ready to be some bullshit that's going to infuriate. <laughs> that's right. Or, or I'm just going to be laughing at pure ignorance. And it can literally go either way when you see the cat. And yeah, I think yeah. having the ability to create that is a, is a beautiful thing. And you don't get that on the right the way that it should be, because I think mm. we have a way bigger wealth of entertainment to use, but mm. it's just not used effectively. And I think that you are one of the most effective people in actually taking the culture and the intellect and mixing them together in a way that just 
pops. And so, like I said, I literally yeah. look for the damn cat. No, I used to look for the cat. Now I'm scared to see the cat. And like that, <laughs> And I think when you can create that in, in somebody, I think you've done a great thing. So, shout out to you. This is the greatest day of my life. Yeah, well, that's well, my I, guy. I, well, I appreciate that because, yeah, I remember me and Sonny. I, well, I, I remember when I think I first got Sonny's attention was, um, I don't know if y'all remember the old and living color thing. Um, my man Oswald Bates, the guy who would be locked up. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. how I first got Sonny's attention because, you know, I was yeah. new to Twitter. I've only been on Twitter less than a year. So, you know, I, you know, you stay in your mentions, you stay in whatever the case may be. So I remember I had posted something. If y'all don't know who Oswald Bates is. Uh, I do. This guy. <laughs> It's this guy right here. <laughs> Allow me to partologize myself. <laughs> Suppositorily speaking, my incarceration has forced, you said, the ventilation of, shall I say, my dairy air. And upon my discharge, I will evacuate, excuse me, ejacutate <laughs> my mind to the prophylactic of the bowels of society. What? So yeah, I um, I, I remember posting something with Oswald Bass. You know how Oswald Bass talk. Uh, you know the uh, let me reconjugate re myself, and you know how he would do it. You know what I mean? And I had posted something like that, and it's like you know I looked and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got a couple likes and whatnot. And so it was a retweet, and it was like, this is this is like incredible. She was like, I remember she said almost the same thing. She said this was like genius of the culture. And the intellect and what you said, and I was like, "Wait, is that Sonny Johnson? Did she just me? <laughs> and I was sitting there like, yeah. "Oh snap, Sonny Johnson just reputed me." And I, I was like, "I didn't know what to do at that point." And I was just I like, "Well, I had to reread it like three times, and like every time I reread it, I laughed harder than the time I read it before." And I was like, "You were really like." How it would hurt my brain to sit and write something like that. Like, <laughs> it would hurt my brain to actually do that. And it was just like, okay, that's that that's just that's just completely flawless. And I forget what the context was, but yeah, I'm yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna probably try to see if I can go back and find it. But yeah, I, I'll put I'll see if I can pull it up or whatnot. But yeah, you know that's that's how we kind of first got introduced. But um, now that we yeah. you know we, we've got nice and you know I ain't gonna lie, man, this Sunny is um. I can tell. I can tell. I didn't watch you turn that thing back fifty times. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to hit my Dasani in the middle, but you know what? It's. It's. I mean, you know, like I said, I made it. It's supposed to be, you know, the greatest drink of all time for, you know, one of the greatest women I've ever met of all time. So, what we're gonna do right now is, uh, Corey, let's go ahead and get into our three questions, and then let's go ahead and get into this topic tonight. And like I said, if you didn't know the topic for tonight, we're going to discuss why we got married. Okay, because everybody on the panel is married. So we're going to go into depths about why we got married, different aspects of our marriages, you know, maybe how we met the person. We, we don't get we don't get some good stories tonight. So if you don't hear anything else, we just want to, like I said, I need to sit back. If uh, you well, I know you didn't make the sunny because y'all didn't have all those drinks. If you do, um, you <laughs> might, you know, we, we, we might need to be sitting, you might, you know, you might need to go to that uh, AA class. But it's all good. Yeah. So, Corey, go ahead, man. Let's get into the questions, man. All right, it's uh, it really, I, I don't know if you've seen it either, uh, uh, Sanji, but I actually made show notes. You understand what I'm saying for this one here? I got on my word, and I, and I had to get, get it all the way from, yeah, that's right, professional this time around. I ain't going to just read them off a tablet. All right, in okay. this episode, uh, Sonny, we do something called take one, trade one. 
Will we take something normally in the past and trade it for something in the future? And so in this week's episode, we're going to take something that we hate now as an adult and trade it for something that we love when we were a, a, a young child or adolescent growing up. So I'll start off by giving the, the example in this one, okay? What I'm going to take uh, from what I hate as a adult is the reliance of Google. I'm going to take that. I'm going to get rid of it. And I'm going to bring the library back because I thought that that's growing up for me. That was just something awesome to do. It took a lot of brain work, you know, a brain power to maneuver through the library. And I'll tell you why. I'll give you an example. I took one of my son's phone one day. And so he uh, he's like, well, I'm going to do my homework. I'm like, what? What you mean? How are you going to do your homework? You know, that was foreign to me. We didn't have phones growing up to do homework. So. I'm like, uh, I had to think through it. I'm like, okay, he said he needs his phone for homework. So I was like, does everybody in your uh, school have a phone? He was like, no. I said, well, figure out how they do theirs, right? You get with them and figure out how they do theirs. Y'all on the same boat. Because everybody's relying on Google and not really, you know, doing any kind of thought process when it comes to everyday life. So I would just like to take that and bring it, you know, bring the, 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 the going to the library or the accessibility of the library up into the 21st century. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. I got one. I will okay. take from things I hate now in adulthood. Twitter conversations <laughs> with people with pumped up chest and no backbone, <laughs> and I will bring back from my past getting punched in the mouth. This is, <laughs> the, problem. This is the problem that a lot of people have today is that on social media. You don't have to face the real world ramifications no. of what you are saying. So back in the day, yeah. if you ran your mouth, you got punched in. And yeah. it was even your choice to lay on the ground or to punch back. That's where your choice lies. Now yeah. you can be a troll and you can just get on and say, you know, the most reprehensible crap that you would never say to someone's face and actually build an ego about yourself. Yeah. So I think that if we could just bring back <laughs> the punching in the mouth or Get punched in your shit, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we would, we would go back to a, 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 a basic civility level that's understandable. <laughs> yeah. I'm and with I, it. Yes, I, yes, yeah, I'm with did. it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm with that one. I feel bad now because I was like, dang, y'all came up with such good answer. Mine was I feel so elementary right now. Cause I was like, <laughs> I got I gotta I gotta I gotta got beef mine up, man. Cause I was like, shoot, I was gonna say uh, I wanna trade cartoons for something, you know, paying bills or something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even wanna say that now. I was like, I hate paying bills as an adult, but I love cartoons. <laughs> but I'm like, well damn, I got to raise my level again. Hold on, let me take a little step. See if it give me a little uh, courage. I can yeah, come up with a little right. better. That's right, hit the hit the hit the sunny. Okay. Yeah, here we hit go. Okay, yeah. Um, what I would like to take uh, that I hate as an adult, um, it kind of is reminiscent of um, of what Sonny said. But one thing I want to take is uh, when it comes to social media, um, it's the cowards who hide behind pictures of like dog avatars or like uh, something stupid. You know what I mean? Like uh, or, or like worst. a meme or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? And I and I want to trade that for when you was in school 
everybody knew who you were. So it was like you couldn't hide. You understand? It kind of yeah. goes back to what Sonny was said. Like, you know, when if you I was going to speak, correct, because yeah. I couldn't, you know, it wasn't no Twitter. Like I said, you know, yeah. uh, your boy, your boy, 37. So it's a situation where it's like when, when I was in school, if you said something, yeah, you was going to be held accountable. And it, oh, it got yeah. spread through. You know, Twitter was word of mouth. Yo, yo, Solomon was talking, you know, Mish, what's the name? and then it would get yeah. back to that person when yeah. they come, you know, Debo show up. Hey, boy, I heard you was talking junk. Yeah. No, no, man. That, somebody lying on you, man. I, I didn't say what I said. But it's like now uh, with social media, we have just given a huge platform to a bunch of cowards. And that's what yeah. I always tell people, you know, like sometimes I'll be on Twitter. Then all of a sudden I say, wait a minute. I'm having an argument with a German shepherd. Why am I doing this to myself? You know what? Uh, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So what I, what I miss about, I hate the, uh, the, the, non, what is this? Well, I'm gonna try to say the other word. So y'all gonna have to go ahead and forgive me. Cause I already told you, I, I'm already one sunny down. So, um, the anonymity. <laughs> Of okay. these powers, oh, these things. You understand? Oh, hey. Yeah. So that's right. that's. Give me that. Give me that word again. Give me that word again. Because you you feeling good? Give me that word again. <laughs> Anonymity. Anonymity. Okay. So, yeah, All right, like I, said, I am. I'll tell you like this. I am a functioning drink. You just gonna get. You just gonna get some 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 stuff tonight. But I'm a functioning uh, drinker. So <laughs> you can go ahead. Let's go. All right. Uh, what's the next uh, topic, sir? All right. Either or, Sonny. This going to. Uh, uh, well, I know it for me, it's gonna show a little bit of my age on this one, okay. Right. And uh, it's called either or, right? You you got to choose one or the other. And this week, we having three. Are you going to choose either or the Wiz, Purple Rain, or Sparkle? Which out of those three, yeah, and you can take a second to think about it because it's the one we go, yeah, we're gonna have to walk it back. <laughs> one musical. God, okay, this one. All right, The Wiz. I never liked The Wiz. Um, oh. If I'm gonna watch The Wiz of Oz, I'll take the white version of Dorothy. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. It never hit me. It is one of my daughter's favorite uh -huh. movies, so I watch it religiously because I watch it with her, and I'm, a, I always make sure that I'm present in the things that she loves. But it's, it's just never been something that I really like. Um, Purple Rain, I was more Michael Jackson than I was Prince. So <laughs> I was more Rick James than I was Prince. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Like that was much more, I was much more Mahalia Jackson than I was Prince. Like I was kind of in that sphere uh, as far as that frame of music. I, I really wasn't the biggest Prince mm -hmm. fan. Um, and I wouldn't watch Purple if you paid me. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, like, if you like, I, my favorite movie of all time is Color Purple. Um, well, I would say, and, um, in, in this case, um, music. Oh, can, I, can I take that, mix them all together, and just get Color Purple, and I'll be, like, happy? Or Time to Kill, or, you know, something like that. Okay. But we, well, we, well we, wanted, we, wanted, we wanted to do musical. You know what I mean? Oh. I, I I wanted mm -hmm. to throw uh I, I well this is what I said. I said oh, before and I, I said the five heartbeats, but go ahead. 
I, I was okay. Uh, oh, musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I um, picked those three. It wasn't just black movies. It was three black musicals. Trying to think of like one, like off the top of my head for some reason, I I can't. Like the only one I really uh, no. No. <laughs> I'm don't, don't don't, about to say don't 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 say dream girls. No, no. that was okay, okay. though. But... Jennifer Hudson rendition and dream yeah. girls of one night only. my fucking mind okay so yeah. it's like one of the best songs ever you know what i'm saying yep. so I, I just think the lyrics on that are perfection and also beyonce on that one with um cadillac cadillac records yeah cadillac records no, record. her no. on um on dream girls when the um oh okay the most beautiful best song songs you will ever fucking hear mm -hmm. in dream girls even if the overall movie sucks so i i'll um, kind of put that out there and point that out and i'm like i know that there are some freaking musicals i mean ones with music in that i love that i actually fucking love i just can't seem to think of it as soon as this is over it's gonna pop in my mind <laughs> cool well you well you know what we how about this you know we'll let you marinate on it and we'll let uh my guy g phrase uh which one which one are you taking out of those three the Wiz, um uh shoot now i'm going to say dream girls the Wiz, sparkle <laughs> or uh purple rain i would say for me purple rain because i went to the movies to see it you know the other ones i they, they before my time so to speak you know i was very young but i went to go see Purple Rain and man Morris Day was my guy Morris Day for me was the truth in it I like like the Morris Day did and I like Prince in the movie man one so, thing he did he did the bird song right yeah he did he did the little dance with it you know what I'm saying no yeah. Morris the time in Morris Day was for me, man. That was, and plus, my daddy was a big Morris Day fan. So, you know, growing up, I heard all those records growing up. So, yeah. So, that's for me. Like, cool, Spark cool. was like, Spark was like an oppressed woman movie almost to me. You know, yeah, it was. You know, mm. so. Okay. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> this, guy um, the, this guy with these sunnies, anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, now I'm feeling bad because I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Hey. It's drama. And, you know, the, you know, make, take me on a ride and, on a fucked up story. <laughs> the end of it. I always think about it. I always thought, like, that was, what if you woke up one day and was actually in a fucking musical? 
and you went places and people just broke out and started singing like some random shit like I, about the story. That I you love it. I would, I would nah. love it. I would love it. I, 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 I would be, I would, no, I would be, no, I would be paranoid. I think somebody playing some, some damn messed up tricks on me. I ain't gonna lie, no. No, what you, what did you do? I would be upset that I was never told the songs of <laughs> So it would be like, how does everybody know this shit but me? And that's kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, you're right. You're just lost. Like, okay, I don't know most of these, so you know, I, I got you. No, I got. Well, take a Disney musical. I want you to pick. I want you to pick. I want you to pick a musical. So pick a Disney musical. If I had to pick a Disney musical, I would uh, pick Pocahontas. Let me tell you the story behind this, though, because <laughs> I, I think it'll, it'll make you laugh. So, okay, when I was younger, and do not laugh at me when I say this, because I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I used to think that Whoopi Goldberg was the most beautiful woman in the entire world, right? Growing up, she was, I <laughs> loved her in like every movie she was mm -hmm. in. And yeah, Karen, I like an audible. Yeah. Uh, Cora's Heart, like everything, Jumping Jack Flash, everything she was in, I loved her. And I just thought that she was the most beautiful woman in the entire fucking world. Mm -hmm. So one day we were sitting around with my brother, and my cousin, and I said that, and they like clowned me so fucking bad, <laughs> laughing at Whoopi, yeah. and it was like, it, I was like, I could not figure out what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. So when Pocahontas comes out, um, oh, what's her name? Sung that song. Vanessa, Vanessa Williams. Williams. Yeah, Vanessa Williams. Yeah. And you remember that video? Oh my the God. The Colors of the Wind, yeah. She was drop dead gorgeous, you know, just mm -hmm. the makeup laid everything. And just, yeah. I was like, oh, that's what they, mean. you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? As far as what the two versions of yeah. what is beautiful and yeah. what they consider beautiful. beautiful you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I was like, that's where they see the difference. They are looking at if the makeup is laid, if the hair, you know, that's what mm -hmm. they're looking at. If I want to bend her over, not yeah. opposed to look at the depth she has, look at the talent yeah. she has, look at the spirit she just gives to a character, yeah. which is what I was defining BBS, you know, yeah. not the aesthetics of it, but how you put it all together in a presentable package. Yeah. And yeah. that taught me a really, really, really big lesson about life. So, I take Pocahontas as my movie in that arena for that reason. <laughs> I want this more about the lesson I can go back to yeah. than the itself. So, gotcha. That's okay, so dope. Cool, cool. No, that's dope. That's really dope. I gotcha. Dang. I, I, I was really hoping, uh, you know, I was really hoping you was going to say Aladdin because I was going to break out a little Peebo Bryson. <laughs> but uh, since you went with the colors <laughs> of the wind, we just going to go ahead and go to my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm actually taking the whiz, man. I, um, I enjoyed the, the get on down the road. I enjoyed Michael. I enjoyed, uh, you know, some of the songs from the whiz, you know, when I think of home, I think of a place. I, I mean, you know, I, I really dig the whiz and I, um, I always wanted to play the cowardly lion. Why? I thought he was, I have no idea. Say what you wanna, but I'm here to stay cause I'm a mean old lion. <laughs> You can go where you're gonna, but don't get in my way. 
mean old yeah, just because I could do that, um, that little, well, I ain't going to try it now, but I used to could do that laugh, that, that little kind of cowardly little <laughs> thing that oh, I used wow. to do all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I used to do that all the time when I was younger. Go ahead. We could be creative and create our own stories. We don't have to take white stories and try to make them fit us. And correct, correct. Correct, that's correct. What I, you know what I'm saying? We have the ability to tell our own stories and to be creative yeah. with it. And to not play into the slave or the criminal or the police, like we have the ability to, to tell genuine stories that involve people like us with no agenda. And if we don't yeah. start demand those things, we're not going to get them. And that's why everything that's related to like a black movie or a black musical has some mm. kind of social justice aim to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not even allowed of us to have real stories, and that yeah. story involve. Oppression, but shit, some happy shit happens to us every once in a while. <laughs> some good shit yeah. happens. Some yeah. ironic shit happens. Some coincidental shit happens. We can tell those stories about us as well. I agree. I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I just, I ain't gonna lie. I like the song, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, because you know. <laughs> Come on. Got the, we got, I mean, you know, I mean, with the with the flying monkeys and, you know, everybody getting naked and then they break out and can you feel the brand new day? Like, it's, it's, they got some songs in the, in, in the whiz. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, forget Are the monkeys huh? really appropriate for modern day social warriors? Yeah, guys? yeah, brother. They are. They are. I'm gonna slap myself on the wrist. <laughs> like, talking about. The coonish blacks chasing after the regular, you know what I'm saying? Is that <laughs> and that that we're missing as far as when we're talking about the monkeys? So, yeah. I mean, just on the safe side of things, you yeah. might not want to get canceled and you know. Yeah. 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 I mean. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I apologize. I apologize for being yeah. like a, a lot of black people, and, and we let the beat and we let the uh, the auto tune and everything else just you know what that sounds good. So forget what they talking about. Forget yeah they are monkeys and yeah these are uh, some uh, horrible stories that's going on in the background. But uh sound good. So uh yeah I, I I apologize for allowing that to infiltrate my psyche. Um Mr G phrase uh what's the uh, what's the last question sir? All right, well, it's not the last question. It's a series of questions, and it's called No Right Answer. So what I'm going to do, uh, Sonny, I'm going to ask you a question, and whatever just comes to mind, you just respond. All right? So the first one, the first one is this here. If Sonny doesn't have her current career, what is she doing? Ooh. I don't know. Um, I've been doing this. I had... Um, uh, kind of a uh, revelation about 10, 12 years ago. I was like at the point where I could not figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, God, take it over. Yeah. So whatever you put in front of me, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to walk towards. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing ever since. So mm -hmm. it would just be like asking me, what would I do without God? And I can't Ooh. answer that question. You know I what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to say, Whatever God, door God opens for me, I'm not mm -hmm. crying open any windows. I'm not trying to force myself into a place. 
if God opens a door for me, I will walk through that door and make sure I show up on the other side to do what he's asked me to do. And that's what I'm doing with my career at the moment, as opposed to whatever it looks like artificially on the outside. Once again, there's no wrong answer. That's why, you know, that's why the segment is called that. You are correct. Yeah. But I like it though. All right. The the next one is, yeah, that was dope. Really dope. I mean, a lot of people need that kind of intuition. Then you you have a purpose in life once you you, you can sit there and see that within yourself. You know, yep. so I totally agree. Um, mm. Name your favorite restaurant to eat in your hometown. Uh, I don't eat out. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite restaurant is my house. We cook. Uh, oh, okay. We're very, we're very adamant about mm. feeding ourselves. It keeps us within a budget, and it also yeah. keeps us within our health restrictions. Well, my yeah. house. So we're really big on cooking at home. So there's not really a restaurant that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. If I did say I had one that would my that would be my favorite, it's a, a rare place that we go to called uh, Smoky Bones. It's like mm-hmm. a bigger one because the little ones around here absolutely suck. So we take the <laughs> one, and um and that's it. And really everything else we cook at home. My husband loves gotcha. to grill. He, you know what I'm saying. So we we do a lot of grilling, and um, we love to do salads, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we eat a lot at home, and that that would be our favorite restaurant. Well, that answer actually leads is a good segue into my next question. <laughs> All right, uh, at the cookout, what is Sunny bringing? What's the number one dish that pops in her mind? Big <laughs> I make. The best baked beans, uh, they're <laughs> completely uh, just just delicious. But I can also make a turkey like you would not believe. Ooh. One of the like just most succulent, best turkeys. But that would kind of not be outdoors food. Mm-hmm. Make, you know, great lasagna if we're doing something where you want to eat like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really good at all kinds of dips and little hors d'oeuvres because oh. that's kind of like what we like to do a lot with my family as opposed mm-hmm. to having big meals because there's so many of us yeah. we just do a lot of, 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 of order but my favorite meal is Thanksgiving yeah it, it is my favorite meal so I am turkey and stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes like parmesan and you know garlic mashed potatoes mm. don't bring those mashed potatoes with no flavor to them i <laughs> so, like, garlicky go a little mm. extra mile and buy the real parmesan and put it in love your mm, mashed really potatoes, uh mac and cheese i love string beans i love green beans yeah. i love mustard greens mm. but i really can't eat them because they don't agree with me but i sneak them anyway and pay for them later <laughs> um so you know what i'm saying and my favorite is candy am i mm. am candy am's freak so ever since i was a kid my grandmother always made me my own tray of candy am's okay. take home after thanksgiving so that's my favorite meal but if you're gonna ask me to come to the cookout more than likely i'm gonna b- bring baked beans because they're the best thing that i cook for well, just so you know, I am a bean lover. I love navy beans. I, I love them all. Oh. I'm, I'm not. I'm never gonna bring a potato salad. Like okay. I think <laughs> potato salad, but I make a potato salad for my house. Yeah. Not for everybody else. To eat you know what I'm saying? So I'm never gonna bring the potato salad because there are definitely women in my family who make it better. 
So I'm always gonna humbly submit and let them do that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think that I think that's a good pick. Um, even though I wouldn't be able to partake of them because um, I already have I have this pack with my wife because um, I am um, beans are the only thing like you say something doesn't agree with you for some reason. Uh, I can do bean sprouts. I can't do and it's whack. I, I I mean y'all can go ahead and try to take my black card, but I can't do black eyed peas. I can't do green beans. I can't do string Ooh. beans. I can't do uh, wow. baked beans. Yeah, I'm a bean I can't lover. Do, I can't do oh, any of those. So you know so. So yeah, so it'd be a situation where um, even if you promised me these would be the best beans ever, uh, my wife likes to make what we call guandules, right? So she's you know she's, she's got the Spanish thing, so she likes to make these Spanish like black beans and all these different types of beans with rice and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm not eating that, right? So I believe you that they're good, but if you know, uh, we talked about cheating in uh, the two episodes ago, so um, I know I gave my definition of cheating. But if I ate somebody else's beans, I might as well just be sleeping with them. So, <laughs> no yeah, she, she would have a fit. Yeah, she would have a fit. She would have a fit, no and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. Respect to your beans. Uh, I, I'll take G G phrases word on it, but just to save the household and not put me on the couch or you know, uh, leave me with all my limbs <laughs> and members intact. Uh, I'm I'm not eating anybody's beans, so uh, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, what's the next question, G Frey? All right, this one here. Uh, what is Sunny? <coughs> excuse me. What is Sunny's all-time favorite book and why? Ooh, can all right. So I'll tell you, like my all-time favorite book is The Canterbury Tales by Jack okay. Chalk. Uh, it's just. The idea of it is what struck me that you would take this uh, voyage, this pilgrimage, right? Mm -hmm. And that you would attempt to write a story about every single individual that you met along this pilgrimage. So you not mm -hmm. only got to see the development of each character, you also got to see the development of the writer as he progressed through these stories. So each story seemed to change him just a little bit as how he looked at the next person. And that to me was always, always, always intriguing. Just that idea of thinking about life as a pilgrimage and actually taking the time to look at the people around you and to actually listen to their story and to actually understand why they are taking the exact same walk with you even though their circumstance is completely different to actually care about someone else enough to want to hear their story and that to me was always like the most it, it, it just it, it made me like it made me love literature that was the first thing yeah. i read that made me wanted to keep reading and and, and find mm -hmm. something else that i like and then i went to edgar Allan poe and then you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. the progression came as far as normal acceptable acceptable literature is concerned and then one of the first things that got me looking towards politics was reading What is the Fourth of July to the Slave by Frederick Douglass, which isn't mm -hmm. a book, but it's a speech. Yeah. And um, it, it, it changed like so much 
about the way I looked at everything. It reshaped mm -hmm. the way I argued. It reshaped the way I looked at arguments and what I was arguing about and what it meant to me mm -hmm. with these people on our shoulders. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It changed yeah. everything about me. So if you want to say what is the most consequential thing that I read, it would be what is the fourth, what is fourth of July to the slaves by Frederick mm -hmm. Douglass. And I reread it on my radio show every single fourth of July to reiterate some of the most important parts of um of that. It's just an amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing rhetorical math. So mm -hmm. um I, I just really absolutely adore it. And then my favorite book growing up, I, I love Terry McNeil. So it's like different and you know, telling the blow about women mm -hmm. and the struggle. Yeah. I just don't know how ultra leftist they were and what they were trying to tell me. <laughs> so like my yeah. favorite one of my favorite books growing up was Color Purple. And mm -hmm. if you don't understand what they're trying to get across, the book is fabulous. If yeah. you don't know any of the symbolism, if, if you don't know any of the political crap, the book itself is fabulous. And then you get the movie and it's fabulous. And then you grow up and you see what they were actually trying yeah. to say and what they yeah. were actually trying to get across. And you realize like, damn, they almost got me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, yeah. that kind of messes everything up. But if it's one book that I think that everybody should read, it would be uh, Miseducation of the Negro by Carter Winston. I think that we really need to understand how detached we are from yeah. our history and how we got here so we can pull ourselves back. And so I guess that kind of be a little bit of my list. You know what? When I you just said that. I love James, Patter, James Patterson books. Yeah, James Patterson. I, yeah. I, I love James Patterson books. I'll tell you so. You know, literally, I mean, literally, that Miseducation of the Negro is my all-time favorite book. And I literally got it in my backpack. I keep it with me all the time because every time I've read that book, I've always got something new from it. It seemed like I missed the very first time. So I agree with you on that. Because you get caught, like, so this is one of the things. If you don't understand the context of the times, when mm. you read, like, this is the part about picking a solitary book that bothers me so much. Mm. You pick a solitary book, and it doesn't give you an understanding of the context of time. Yeah. So whatever book you pick up, it matters when the time frame of that book is. So like, I, I, I use this example with two of my favorite movies, right? Mm -hmm. Color Purple being one of my favorite movies and um, uh, 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 Rage and, not a Rage in Harlem, Harlem Nights and the other. So you take Color Purple, you take Harlem Nights, right? Mm -hmm. Both of them are, both of them basically start at the same time period, around the mm -hmm. mid 1920s. So look at the model of black people that they use for their analysis of what black people were like in the 1920s. Mm. So in Harlem Nights, they were business owners. They were they entrepreneurs. Were, yeah. they, they were, were money yeah. makers. They were people of status. And mm. you know what I'm saying? And even though they had to face racism, yeah. which I will call it the, um, ah, why am I like facing out on everything tonight? Crown Calhoun, peace, baby. Mr. Yeah. Calhoun. Yep. Um, Mr. Calhoun, that's where you get kind of the Mr. Calhoun racism, right? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to compete with you. You're yeah, better than 
him and he knows that you're better than him. So in order to get rid of you, he can't beat you in competition. So no. he has to bring you out. Yeah. So what do we call like the Mr. Calhoun representation of what, what racism is? Mm-hmm. And then you look right. at the color purple and they're down south. Yeah. And they're landowners and they're entrepreneurs because they're farmers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They produce right. shit. Yeah. They build it. Um, so mm-hmm. it still shows you the status of them not being poor and insufferable, that they were actually people of means with the ability yeah. to perform. Yeah. And um, then you run into kind of the Miss Millie type racist. Always been mm-hmm. good to you people, like the ones that <laughs> actually believe that we can't make it without them. And right, all they right, do right. is to us, let them pat us on our head. So in both scenarios, you have a successful black people in entrepreneurship, building, growing, maneuvering, doing our thing. And then mm-hmm. you have these two different types uh, of racism kind of exposing themselves and, and, mm-hmm. and looking at us in the face. So like those to me are like, let's look at the movies and pick this shit out. Let's talk about, you know, right. so this is why my family yeah. doesn't like watching movies. You don't have to give us that kind of analysis for the fucking movie. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm um, like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I heard y'all's books. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to sip and uh, I'm going to go on to the next question because I'm not going to even try to uh, dare uh, throw my books out there because I was well, like. But that's the thing, though. If you understand, I forgot what my whole point was. If you understand that you have to have the, you have to have the context of the time. Yeah. So it matters when the characters are dropped off because it, it, you need to understand what was going on with that time period, how we were growing, how we were moving, how yeah. we reflected, so you can mm-hmm. say, okay, what the fuck happened? Because yeah. if we were doing this in the 1920s and this Come is our then what the fuck happened? What happened? So it's important, and that's the thing about saying pick one book. And mm, if I yeah. tell you to read Frederick Douglass, that's for the time of Frederick Douglass. If I tell you to read Booker T, that's for the time of Booker yeah. T. If I told you to read Carter Woodson, that's for the time of Carter Woodson. If I told mm. you to read Malcolm X, that's for the time of Malcolm X. Mm. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, see, but see, when you when you went. You when you went down that 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 rabbit hole that you went down, I was like, dang, these are some really good titles. And I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, like, none of my books are. Uh, I, oh shoot, I'm, I'm about to blow it right now. I apologize, but like I said, I'm about uh, two 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 four. Uh, well, I don't know that fraction. Don't anyway, count. Don't count. Don't yeah, count. I'm, I'm about three fourths down my second Sunny right now, and I was gonna say, you know, all my books were like. Which one's the which one's uh not true? Fiction or non-fiction? I always blow this one. Fiction, right? Non-fiction. Non-fiction is real, right? Fiction. Fiction, fiction is fake. Is yeah, fiction is false. Yeah, all my books for fiction. So that's why when you started going where you was going, I was like, dang. And he was like, Yeah, that's my favorite book too. And I'm like sitting there like, damn, ain't nobody said like Harry Potter or uh, I, I mean, okay, but but yeah, that's where I was going. I was going like Harry Potter, and I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm trying to creep below the microphone. Like uh, the wokest book I had on my list was like Animal Farm, and I was like, yo, oh, good, that's a good book. But I was like, yeah, but you know, like that that my, like my list was like it was it was um a, a book that I enjoyed that kind of uh 
does something that uh it, it represents something for me about self-sufficiency and it was called my side of the mountain i think the guy's mm. name was uh gene earl craig and basically it was about this boy who gets lost in the woods and he basically has to fend for himself so he builds himself a tree house he be somehow befriends an eagle and he lives in the woods and it talks <laughs> about yeah it talks about how he basically survives in the mountains on his own and he you know he gathers nut he hunts he, he he does everything that he needs to do to survive on his own but it's not set in like some post uh, like some post-apocalyptic type time it's set like mm -hmm. now but somehow i don't know if he got lost in the woods but basically it was like he was like yo i'm not gonna try to find my way out i'm good here by myself and it is explained like his story of self-sufficiency and mm -hmm. that's what i got out of that book i really enjoyed it because like i said i mean yeah the ego was a little unrealistic because you know he was <laughs> I'm yeah. What's the Tom Hanks movie with him on the island by himself? Uh, I remember uh, Wilson. Oh what? God, uh, yeah, uh, not the shipwrecked. Movie. Uh, God dang. Yeah, Come on, Mr. Movie. Come on. No. Um, oh, you talking about? Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, not lost at sea. What's it called? This. How long into that movie before you realized no other people were going to be there? Did mm -hmm. you say I couldn't watch this shit anymore? Cause that's how mm -hmm. I was. I was like, no, I cannot sit here and watch homeboy <laughs> yeah. talk to a volley, a basketball for this entire movie. Wilson! Wilson! I can't do it. And it's the same thing with the Will Smith movie when he caused the pandemic in New York. I am legend. I am legend. I am legend. I'm like, I'm not going if you're not Vin Diesel trapped on a planet by yourself, I'm not going to watch you run around <laughs> by yourself. Now, if you're Vin Diesel, I can watch you run around by yourself. I'm good with that. But mm. they ain't Vin Diesel. You can't get away with that. No way. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a little disappointed that I don't. I don't know the the Tom Hanks. Well, I'm gonna blame it on. The, I'm gonna blame it on the Sunny. So it, no, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I know all my movies, but I, I don't know them. Nobody likes it. That's why you don't know nah, it. I, I never watched I know it, but I didn't watch it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That conceptually tells you that humans do not need other humans for yeah. a basic level uh, of, of existence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, it's yeah. good. Okay? You can mm. learn survival tips in the midst of humanity. Like, mm. Anything that tells you to exclude yourself from society to learn self-sufficiency is teaching mm -hmm. you a false sense of self-sufficiency. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. real self-sufficiency has to take into account the other humans around you. Yeah. So yeah. at some point, they even came to fuck with Tarzan. He could have been out <laughs> the monkeys all he wanted, but eventually yeah. humans caught up to even Tarzan. They so did, yeah. So you're gonna right. have to learn how to deal with the humans around you. And anyone that tells you that a self-sufficiency is adequate without the ability to interact with associate with other yeah. human beings right, right. is giving you something false. Yeah, no, so, I agree. So you, yeah. was, so you was cool with with like Booker Eli and Mad Max, right? Because they had to associate with other people, but it was still that that survival thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I can't say that because I don't even think I've ever watched Mad Max. So you saw Book yeah, of Eli, I, right? Book of Eli was good. You saw Book of Eli? Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, Booker. I did like Booker. I will admit. Yeah. Yeah. I really okay. Did like cool, cool, cool. Mr. Uh, is 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 that it? Is that it? Or we, yeah. Uh, that, no, that was it. That was all those those rapid fire, no wrong answer questions. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it is. It is all good. Like I said, I we we are we having a good time tonight, man. So I hope y'all having as uh, good a time as we are uh, watching yeah. this as uh, I am right now because I'm having a great time. But uh, one. All right. Good evening and welcome back to the Brown Paper Bag Podcast. If you haven't already, hit that like, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Because like I said, man, we having a good time tonight. And uh, my boy G Phrase has been getting on me. So this is what happens, right? I just want him to know because he been he been talking about me doing my my, my super teas and my herbal teas and my and my salt water cleanses and all these other things. So I'm sipping tonight. So yes, uh, you, are. you know, yeah, yeah. You so we should be we should sip, we, sip, we, sip, we, we all sip. Yeah, yeah, sip, sip, sip. Yeah, like I said, I just made me a third, and we about to get into the real conversation tonight. Um, the name of this show is Why Did I Get Married? Right. Growing up. So, before we get into the actual conversation about marriage, let's just go ahead and build the foundation. What was growing up like being Sonny Johnson? What was that like? Well, I, um, my mother, I had, I was born premature to a drug addicted mother. My mother was on drugs. And when I was really young, uh, not even a full year old, my mom went out, my biological mom went out on like a bender and left me at home with my uh, four or five-year-old sister. And we were at home for about a day and a half or so by ourselves before my grandmother came and checked so my grandmother came to check on us. So she immediately called my father and told my father what happened. My father came and got me. And he couldn't raise me. He was a bachelor. Just really, I love my dad. At that time, he was really whoring around a lot. And he couldn't, you know, he just couldn't take care of me. So he gave me to his brother's girlfriend. And she became my mother. She was my guardian angel she was the very best thing to ever happen to me in this world so we were poor we lived in the projects we were on government assistance but we never knew that you know what i'm saying because the way we were raised we always had what we needed so we never were in a place of lack even though we were where we were economically speaking um, one day the government found out that I was living with her and I wasn't one of her biological kids. So mm -hmm. they came and pulled me out. I'm, I, I'm in my only family that I've ever known. Everything, my habits, my everything about, everything I know about life was instantly pulled from me. And I was forced to go and live with my father and my stepmother who hated my guts because I was my father's child. So it was not very good relationship, which made me hate my biological mother even more because it was like, if you were here, I wouldn't have to go through mm -hmm. this. And so as a teenager, I was a ball of anger. I was like mad at everybody. I hated the world. I, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was not good. And okay. then I ran to the streets and 
I had my niggas and they watched out for me and they protected me and they made sure I was good and I kind of felt safe in that place. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I started to go up the ladder with the Doughboys and now I was taking out of state trips and then I got diagnosed with Crohn's and it shut everything down. Um, I was sick for a week out of every month for like mm -hmm. a year and a half. So I was like literally in the hospital for one week out of every month for a solid year and a half. And then I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I went and I got my surgery done. And after my surgery was done, I had, because they removed uh, inches from my ilium, which is the small intestines in your stomach. So I couldn't right. move, like I couldn't sit up, I couldn't do anything. So I was completely out of commission for like six weeks. Six wow. weeks gives you a lot of time to sober the hell up. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? do. So mm. You're not drinking, you're not smoking, you're not doing any of that. Six weeks is like an eternity. So while I was, when I was finally able to get up and actually move around and function again, Mm -hmm. I went and I looked and all of my friends were like in the exact same place doing the exact same things. And I was just like, I used to find comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Now it scared the life out of me. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. like, if I stay here, I'm going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. it's, not, it's not a question to me. If I stay here, that is what is going to happen. So mm -hmm. I have to get out. And within 24 hours, I left Richmond and moved to Northern Virginia, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Um, and, you know, that's since nice I, you know, um, wow, that's, 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 that's deep. I would just say um, I spent a little time in Virginia, you know, like I said, for those who watch the show, you know, your boy is a, uh, I matriculated. All right, that's another good uh, <laughs> SAT word. I matriculated <laughs> through uh, the Hampton University. So I was in, a, you know, seven cities, as you call it. So when you say Northern Virginia, are you talking about Alexandria, Fairfax, that area? Kind of, yeah, Woodbridge. Woodbridge, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was going to be my third thing. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I learned a lot about VA culture when I was at school. Okay, cool. So See, we know we, the go ahead. When where when we were in Richmond, mm -hmm. they would call Hampton the strippers place. So <laughs> on, I like this. Weekend, I like this. On the weekend, all my girls would get together and be like, All right, how many of y'all want to go and make some money down at Hampton this weekend? And the ones that needed the money would get it and they would go to Hampton and they would strip for the weekend. And so basically during my time period, that was all you knew Hampton for. <laughs> that, that's where the strippers go to get paid on the weekend. Well, so, you know, go ahead. Go you, know, ahead. You, no, you know I'm using that. You know I'm you I'm getting you on that now. I'm I'm gonna let that well, go. <laughs> Okay, I, well, okay. you know, once again, I, I ran with a different crowd. So <laughs> I was, uh, Sonny will know what I'm talking about. I, I was the type to go to like the, you know, remember King's Dominion, where they would have the Black College Day at King's yeah. Dominion? Yeah, I went to that, 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 that music park. That was park. more my speed. And we would go to D.C. to yeah. party. I never really partied in Hampton. So those things that you talk about is a little foreign to me. I can't say I am... Uh, uh, I have no knowledge of what you speak of, but uh, I was I more will, or less, like I said, I was more or less on the King's Dominion and going to D.C. to party for the weekend. 
I will cue the cat on you. I will cue the cat on you for that. You better stop it now. <laughs> you know. I'm a king's dominion girl, so no. Yeah. I've had the season pass ever since I was 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm -hmm. COVID, this year we didn't get one, but um, right. Yeah, I had the season pass, the king's dominion. So one of the best things. And, and like, I, again, everything for me goes back to learning experiences. Those are the yeah. things I remember most. So we were at King's Dominion and they have a karaoke thing. So at 12 o'clock, at two o'clock, at four o'clock, at six o'clock, you come to the stage and you yeah. can register to do karaoke. Correct. So we go and we're, and we register to do karaoke. It's me and two of my friends. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. And so all the people come and they're looking. So my friends were like, oh, hell no. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting up there. And I was like, look, these people will never remember you. Like, we will, remember this. We will remember this for the rest of our lives as they experience. Right, right, right. So let's do it. And they reached out. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Forget y'all. And I went up there. And performed Akuna Matata. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, moral of the story is, most of the time, the people you're talking to will never remember that it was you in the first place. So have <laughs> fun. And don't be so scared of life that you don't take a risk and a chance. Okay, good question. Did you did you do the did you do now? And I remember King's Dominion. Did you do the video or did you do audio only? No, this was live on stage. Oh wow, yeah, because you know, like how they had the um, I forgot the name of the little okay. like it was like yeah. I told you I am a King's Dominion aficionado, so <laughs> I was worried about that one too. Okay, okay, go ahead. So, I'm listening. You know the recording booth where uh, you can go and you can do visual or audio. We didn't have yes, I do. Visual, yeah, so I know that did, one very well. We just did the audio, right? So again, mm -hmm. me and my my same two cousins. This is a different time though. Mm -hmm. But it's my same two cousins. We used to go together all the time. So mm -hmm. we go in and we do SWV week. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you think you're in the booth by yourself. You think no one else is gonna hear it. You think you're Correct. completely safe. Except they're streaming it to everybody outside. outside. Everybody yes, else. Yes. So we come out of the booth and there's this huge group of people out there and yeah. they're like cheering for us and shit. So we was like, boom, we must have sounded good. You know, yo, yeah. they played that video back in front of us and all yeah. of us were like, they were like, okay, they were just being nice to us because we yeah, were yeah, yeah. horrible. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. it was like it was like drunken karaoke, right? It ain't about how good you sound; it's just about <laughs> yeah. the performance. Like if y'all have a good time, the and the energy, that, yeah, the energy of it. That cassette tape actually still exists. So, yeah. uh, for those who haven't been caught up, you need to go back and watch the other shows first of all. But <laughs> I know G Phrase met his wife uh, in high school. She wasn't feeling him. You know, then, like I said, he had to go sit down for a while. Then he mm -hmm. became an adult. He became a real man. He became something That's that his right. wife wanted. And once his wife wanted him, 
then he was able to approach her and come at her with something real. They made sure they waited and everything with their marriage. They yeah. they uh was unlike your boy. Uh, they waited and yeah. they were abstained and they and they and they wanted That's to right. have a real relationship. She already had kids at the time. So that is G Fraser's story. So what I would like to know, Sonny, um, how did you meet your husband? Could we get into that? We, I would really love to know like your story of how you know we've, we've already developed the foundation of who you are as a person or who you were growing up and even some you know some funny stories about you know your karaoke skills and such so what <laughs> i would like to know is and i think the people at home it would be good for could you could you mind would you mind telling us a little bit about how you met your husband and um based on a previous show g phrase said uh you can meet your husband anywhere I said a good place to meet people is Home Depot. Did you happen to meet your husband at Home Depot? So maybe I can get a little money from G Phrase. No, <laughs> oh God. Well, my tab. Hey, put it on my tab, G Phrase. I, I, I got seventy coming to you on Friday. I'm gonna I'm 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 send the Twitter proof. But go ahead, sir. I appreciate that. So I moved when I told you, out, and this like really, this finishes the story. When I moved to Northern Virginia, I told you I had 24 hours. I left with me, moved to Northern Virginia. Um, I had to get a job immediately. And I was like, okay, let me get the very first job I can find so that I can um, figure out what I'm going to do next. So I went and I got a foot, which is a shoe store in Potomac, and I was working there, and my husband came in and he asked for a size 15 shoe. And so I took him in, I showed him the shoes, okay. and he said all of them were ugly. I said, well, okay, then bye. And he left. And I completely forgot because, like, I wasn't in the looking for a man, like, any of that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And that's kind of the mode that I was in. Uh, a few days later, he came back and he asked for the shoes again. And I didn't remember that he had came in the first place. And matter yeah. of fact, I didn't even know that until after we went out. And he told me, he was like, yeah, when I gave you my number, that was the second time I came in. I came in before, but I wasn't even paying attention. Like I, I didn't even look at that. So before he leaves, he gives me his number. And he was like, if you want to call me, call me. If you don't want to call me, then you could just throw the number in the trash when I leave. Okay. And so I was like, okay. And I must have like put it in my pocket or something like that. And I went home and it was like two or three weeks later. And I okay. was cleaning up and I found the number. And I was like, I couldn't even remember like what he looked like. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I was just like, okay, let me just call him and see. So I called him. We talked on the phone for a while. He was like, I want to come and see you. I was like, okay. And my cousin was there. You know, my cousin's a real big, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. if there's somebody I don't want, then I'll get my cousin to run them off. So it's all good. Yeah. So he comes and he's walking to the door and I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh yes, I could deal with that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got this. And so, um, yeah, me and him have been together ever since. That's like literally how we met. And um, yeah, we've been together ever since. And it'll be going on 20 years now. Wow. Well, 
Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's 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 a that's a pretty nice story of you know, um, you know, like he said, uh, what they say, if at first you don't tr uh, succeed, try try again. So oh, okay. uh, you know, he said he gave I, you the number the second time. I'll add the funny to it. So okay, about let's go. second or third time where we had saw each other, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, you have a stick shift. So he has a Honda Civic SI. Like this is his baby. This is like his car. He didn't. What year is this? He did hundred for it. He did finally found it. Mm -hmm. He's in a happy place. He has his car he always wanted or whatever. And I'm like, it's a stick ship. You have to teach me to drive stick ship. And like you can see like the blood run out of his face. Like, <laughs> like if you think you're gonna get behind my car and learn how to drive stick ship, you have lost your mind. So he's like. My yeah. dad has another stick ship at the house that I could teach you on. And I grab his keys and I run to his car and I go and I open his car and I get in the driver's seat and I cut the car on. And he's like freaking the fuck out. And I mm -hmm. put it in reverse and I backed out and I, you know, drove up to him. And I was like, what, you thought you needed to teach me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like <laughs> I know how to drive, drive, I know how to drive stick ship. I probably can do it better than you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Yeah. Then, then, like you said, I mean, then what they say, the rest is history, right? That's it. That's when you know it's love. Because if it ain't love, after you do that to a dude car, you're not gonna get a call back. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Dude in his car, man. You, 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 you touching on some very uh, sensitive issues when you talk about a dude in his car. So you pretty um, much cross the boundary. If you can withhold that boundary, then yeah. it's something there to build off of. So. I agree. Um, no, yeah, you're, me trying to be the guy I am. I, I, I've always been like my dad. My dad was a provider. My dad was the the head of the household, and I always wanted to emulate that. I always wanted to take care of my woman, and I wanted my woman to have no like she shouldn't lack for nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you need that? Oh, I got you. Oh, you need that? Oh, I got you. Oh, you working cool? Spend your money wherever you want to. It ain't gonna affect the house. The lights ain't gonna get cut off. You ain't gonna have no food in the kitchen, uh, 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 depending on what you do. You understand? Like, live your life. Men, shout out, shout out, shout out to those men. Yeah. I've taken that role in my family. So, mm -hmm. um, while I still have matriarchs above me, I don't want to say that mm -hmm. title. You know what I'm saying? Because I still have the women that I consider matriarchs, my elders, and I, I will give them that honor until they're no longer here. But Correct. I have become kind of that one that everybody comes to. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And and the responsibility that comes with that is very, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot. I don't think we understand how much we ask of our elders until mm -hmm. we become the elders. And you realize when you have to say no, and when you have mm -hmm. to be strict and when you have to be an ass because they deserve it, like yeah. a lot of those things come to you and they don't necessarily come to you naturally because you want to remember where they were, where you were when you were on their journey. So you want to mm -hmm. give them grace, but then you remember, yeah, you don't need grace. You need a kick in the ass. And if I love yeah. you, then I'm going to give you the kick in the ass because that's what you need. And, yeah. and so I've, I've definitely become that, especially when it comes to things like your education and when, when it comes to things like 
your morals when it comes to things like understanding that just because someone doesn't see what you're doing mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't matter your integrity matters what you do when no one sees that those kind of things matter because eventually Correct. they come back to the light so it, it's it's like it's been it's been real interesting mm-hmm. kind of taking this platform and, and and extending what I give to my regular family to a whole right. different audience of people that I think could benefit from it just as much as my family. So like I said, so. when I when I when I found my wife, she actually like, and that's why I tell people like I don't believe in the term better half because I don't believe in I'm fifty percent and you're fifty percent and we come together and be one. I believe you're a whole, I'm a whole, and we come together and we make another whole like number, like two. You know what I mean? You be a one, you be a one, I'm gonna come together and make two. I don't like the fifty percent, fifty percent come together to make one. I don't like it because it doesn't allow for flexibility. And mm-hmm. you can say it's not even it's not a hundred percent either, because that gives right. you the perception that you can do it all by yourself. And yeah, you Correct. can be happy by yourself. Don't get me wrong. But how many people are really happy by themselves? So you might nobody. Strike, <laughs> you, might, you might strike gold and be like mm-hmm. one Blanche that's happy screwing everybody by yourself, or Samantha. Yeah. From, you know, maybe yeah, you'll yeah, strike yeah. gold and you'll be that person. But the majority mm-hmm. of us are not like that. But I yeah. think to me, it's about understanding flexibility that mm-hmm. some days I might need to be 10% and I'm gonna need you to be 90%. Some days right. you might need me to be 95% so you could be 5%. And then Correct. some days we might be clicking on all cylinders where both of us are putting in 100%, 50% over capacity because we just working that good together. Like you mm-hmm. gotta allow for that flexibility. And this is one of the things about submission in a marriage when when it's pre- presented to young women as like, mm-hmm. you're gonna be barefoot and pregnant. No, that's not what it means. Nah, what it nah. means is that you don't have to be super woman. There is a place where you can come to where mm-hmm. you can throw your hands up in the air and say, baby, take it. Like I, don't want to deal with this. I I don't. Mm-hmm. So baby, yeah. take this away from me. And yeah. he will come in and say, "Got you. I will handle it." And mm-hmm. you don't have to stress over. So if you listen to a lot of these feminists mm-hmm. who say their life is so good without a man and all of this shit, then the I moment they, then the moment they go through something, they're like, "Why nobody loved me? Why?" Nobody <laughs> loved me? Why? It feels like I give everything of myself and then when I need something in return, nobody, you chose that shit. That's what yeah. you wanted. That's what you manifested in your life by how you carried yourself. And when you looked at people like us that was like, oh no, I have a husband. I will take this to him and drop this off because it's not <laughs> turning around and he's mm-hmm. more than welcome to have it. And mm-hmm. he's happy to do it because he doesn't want me stressed. And tomorrow that situation is going to be different. Tomorrow mm-hmm. he's going to say, hey, babe, I don't know how this shit works. And I'm going to say, hold up, give me five minutes. Let me look at it. Okay, this is how it works. And I'm going to mm-hmm. take that from him. And you have to have that flexibility of understanding 
then you are marrying a human being. They right, right, right. have good days and bad days. They have flaws and attributes. They have, you know, they have just as much complexity about them as you mm-hmm. have about you. So if right. you understand that, then you understand it's no measurement to it. Is this yeah. this day which one of us needs to be strong? Because mm-hmm. every day one of us needs to be strong, and as long mm-hmm. as one of us shows up, this marriage is gonna work. And I think mm-hmm. that when you start thinking about it like that, you have less like I don't want to fucking even have a conversation about what percentage we are. We are correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. and and that's. Yeah, no, and I and I and I totally agree with, with what you said, and I and that's the one thing, like I said, that's the reason why me and my wife work because um, she is like the perfect complement to everything I am, and I'm also for her that that answer. You understand what I'm saying? Like I am the answer. Like that's you know. that's crucial into what makes submission work, right? Mm-hmm. So. The reason that submission works is because we are allowed to see vulnerabilities in our husband that Mm -hmm. other people aren't allowed to see. And women need to understand this and respect it and take it seriously and value it. If a man is willing to show you a vulnerability or a level of just discomfort with himself that he would never share with the world. Respect mm-hmm. that, value that, keep your mouth shut and, and and just just keep that between you two because that's where that belongs. And, yeah, right. and if you can give him that, he'll mm-hmm. never abuse your submission. I yeah, wanted right. like I gave you your flowers and I was gonna give Corey his when the situation arose for me to give them to him. Yeah. But that's the story that we need to tell. Like I know this isn't a political thing, but I'm gonna bring yeah. it in, bring it Go in ahead. for me. But Corey is the story that needs to be told. The ones who make the mistakes and learn from them. And yeah. It's not a government forced learning because recidivism rates tell you that you can't force people to relearn if they don't want to. So when you have someone that has a why Mm -hmm. and he showed me his daughter, he sent me pictures of her and that's his why. And when you have a why and someone actually respects that why and, and, Mm -hmm. and, works for that why and builds for that why and grows for that why and inspires not only themselves but the block because yeah. of that why mm-hmm. that 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 is the story that needs to be tell told more often and it's one of the ch- things that i try to do on sunny's corner all the time and i'm going to try to get uh him on mm-hmm. as soon as i can but I, I, I like to let black men speak for themselves because for a, a lot of us, a lot of times people speak on behalf of black men, they speak for mm-hmm. black men, they speak about black men. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. they very, very rarely take the time to let black men speak for themselves. And I think that if you have more black men like Corey speaking out, and telling their story, then we can destigmatize this stereotype that they have about what these men could actually achieve and what they have to give not only 
to the world, but to a single woman and child. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, us, no. To yeah. us, those men mean everything. And when we could get one that takes our house and leads our house and loves and protects and defends us, defends mm-hmm. us, that becomes a story that needs to be told. And those stories need to be told more often. Since we've been on the show, he's delivered so many gems. Like even the fact that he said that he waited with his wife to, to, to have sex before they got married and things like that. Like the gems that he has given from his perspective, excuse me, I feel like it's something that would have never been explored, would have never even been taken serious. You understand? Because you can say, oh, yeah. Or even thought that those that those kind of people were capable of such things. And Correct. Because to me... To me, like one of the grossest abuses of intellect is not understanding how much intelligence is in the hood. So like you have these drug dealers that basically sit around and read all day. This is literally all they do. They sit around and they, they read everything from Socrates to, you know what I'm saying? To, um, to Louis Farrakhan or, you know what I'm saying? To Che Guevara. Like they they read this large, expansive amount of material and they're able to have these complex. When people ask me who is the best person I ever debated, it's one of my, you know, one of my dudes from when I was a teenager because I'm interested. I haven't seen him since I was a teenager, but I would be interested to know if I would be able to still hang in a conversation with him. Over the time that we we split apart because of how much studying he does, and I think that there's so much intellect that's overlooked in the hood because of the packaging that it comes yeah. in, and that's why I really think it's a, it's a coming for us to tell those stories instead of just leaving them in criminal in criminality or just leaving them in oppression or whatever you know, however the left wants to phrase it, we can show them what we've always been and that is overcomers and achievers and that is as much a part of our dna as any racist context that you can add so right and that that was one of the main reasons why i told him i wanted to do the show with him because i wanted to get his words and his opinions out because you know sometimes people will look at your past and quote unquote who you were and go ahead and credit you and say oh you know uh well look at his background yeah yeah sometimes you understand what i'm saying yeah a lot of well pretty much all the time you understand what i'm saying but that's that's the reason why i always said i wanted to do something and i wanted to have that opposite counterpart that wasn't because you know like i said it's always to me about showing everybody because everybody's not going to have that same path that they walk down you understand what i'm saying like yeah i grew up in what you saw on tv you understand what I'm saying? Doesn't mean my life was perfect, but a lot of people don't understand what it was like to go on summer vacation, what it was never like to not worry about having a meal. Every time I played a sport, I had all of my cleats, I had all of my nah, I, every- I still don't eat I still don't eat hot dogs or ramen noodles because of growing up and how that became like the staple of what I don't eat bologna like like a yeah. lot of who I am today was shaped about things that I had to deal with growing up that I refuse to deal with now as an adult. But just be open to understanding other people and their ideas and 
if we can find the ability to humble our tongues sometimes and let okay. our ears lead, then we would have more beneficial relationships, not only personally, but in every other field, business-wise, politically, like economically, we would be able to grow yeah. at, a much more, at a much more efficient rate if we were looking at people outside of their stereotypes. Yeah, um, man, uh, like I said, man, this has been, uh, I mean, like, I, I mean, I just feel so blessed right now, man. I don't, I, I wish I could put how I feel into, in the words right now. Um, we were supposed to do a cue to cat, but, uh, to be honest with you, man, this conversation has been so, well, uh, can we just put the cat up real quick? We yeah, can't have okay. an episode without I got you. I got you. So, so, um, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna run it down, man. Uh, uh, we gonna, we gonna go ahead and run the cutie cat, man. But I'm gonna say, man, this conversation, man, like, I mean, I feel, I know I feel good cause I'm three sunnies down, but I mean, like, this has been a great conversation, but, um, what I'm gonna do is, man, I'm gonna go ahead and go on the cutie cat real quick. And then we gonna go ahead and I'm gonna let Sunny say her piece. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her get back to her family and everything. And I'm gonna go tweet about how great of a conversation this was. But uh, Cue the Cat real quick was... Um, News now at 11. Partying during the pandemic. Dozens of people crowd a mansion in the Beverly Hills area. Police know about it. So the question is, why didn't they shut it down? Good evening, everyone. I'm Colleen Williams. And I'm Carolyn Johnson. Chuck Henry has the night off. L.A. County has banned large gatherings because of coronavirus, but we've seen several of them over the past few weeks. NBC4's Darsha Phillips heard from the organizer of the party tonight. A Beverly Hills mansion just crawling with people partying during the pandemic. Lots of frustrated neighbors, but the LAPD says they really don't have the authority to break up the party. Dozens and dozens of people seen in this Beverly Hills mansion partying during a pandemic. It's one of my friends in a film, Nashes, and he's got into to the dram. Just out here having a good time. Everything's secure, 100% containment. Kenny says he organized the party and says people are taking precautions. As far as the coronavirus and stuff goes, we have masks, so therefore people is in there. According to Kenny, temperature checks were taken and hand sanitizer and masks were handed out. Out. Our cameras captured none of that. Frustrated onlookers took to social media. One tweet reads, 200 cars jamming up the street, not a mask in sight. Great night for a super spreader event, it seems. LAPD responded after receiving several disturbance calls and tried to resolve the issue. Officers handed out parking tickets and some cars were even towed, but officers say no crime was committed, so the party couldn't technically be shut down. Uh, if you look at the video that I just showed, uh, it was about these uh, people having a party and uh, somehow the news showed up and somehow the police showed up and uh, when I thought about who I wanted to cue the cat on, I was like, I want to cue the cat on everybody. Number one, I want to cue the cat on the people having a party. Like, um, say what you want to say about COVID-19, but um, the party that y'all were having in that mansion, uh, I'm just going to go on the safe side and say, you know what, maybe y'all can, can, can wait a little while. I'm no. also going to – go ahead. No. What now? No. Well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, let me, let, let me, I let have me, a mansion. I'm throwing a fucking party. <laughs> everybody <laughs> And you ain't gotta wear no damn mask. And That's right. We're gonna be adults, <laughs> and we're gonna carry ourselves like adults, and we're gonna make decisions like we're Americans. 
with freedom. And if by chance you get yeah. sick and you try to sue somebody or any of that shit, then I'm gonna <laughs> laugh at, ridicule, and belittle you to the strongest amount of my ability as a human being. Like, come on, at some point, we have to understand what freedom means and actually fucking fight for it. And that means if you own a house on the side of a hill and you have been quarantined for five fucking months and you yeah. decide it's time to throw a party and open that bitch up, open that bitch up. And I wish I had got a fucking invitation because I would have went. Yeah. And see, once again, I was I, I was going to put a little disclaimer at the end of all all of my cutie cats. Because when I was cueing the kid on everybody, I was going to go ahead and go on the tail end of that was the people that were at the party will be, in my opinion, the same yeah. people doing 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 the same complaining on Twitter. Like like if they see somebody without a one on, they'll be the same one going around doing that other type. Of stuff. So I'm saying like, yeah, if, if, if you're not with if you, go ahead. You can't hold them accountable if you don't first let them act. This is the problem with cancel culture. Cancel culture doesn't allow people the right to act. And then you can hold them accountable for it. So in this case, you gave them ability to act. If after they act, they want to come on the social media and complain about it, then we can cue the cat as we laugh mm -hmm. at them. Correct, correct. And that's just what I was going to say. That's why, I like, in, in my situation, when I say I cue the cat on everybody involved, because these will be the same people. Um, uh, like, I remember when uh, Georgia reopened, you'll be the same people tweeting about, oh, the governor's trying to kill us. But then you'll throw a party. That's the reason why I would cue the cat on them for only that specific purpose. Not saying because, uh, yeah, like I said, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to get into no, no, uh, anything that could get this wonderful show banned. So we're not going to even go there because we know how YouTube will do. Correct. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue, I'm gonna cue, uh, like I said, uh, my, my boy Hotep Jesus. Uh, that's that's my dog. Um, yeah, I want to keep my channel. So um, yeah, um, I, I I agree with that. And then I'm also gonna cue something that Sonny said a while back. Um, I would prefer them be more protect and serve than more law and order. So uh, with that being said, uh, like I said, we're going to cue the cat on um, this entire situation of this party. Like I said. One, and we're back. And like I said, man, I just feel real blessed tonight, man, because uh, I have been in the presence of greatness now for almost three hours, and it doesn't even feel like we've been talking for three hours um i can't thank her enough um like i said right now uh I, I want everybody out there man to send some prayers out for my boy g phrase and his daughter um that's what i really want people to do right now um and i know he was so hyped about this show and i and i and i felt bad for him because you know he he, he he's been talking about we've been talking about this all week and he loves don't, don't because when everything is good and baby girl is back, I will come back and get him the opportunity to have a one on one with me, just like you had. Um, that is, I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it because I know there are things that he wants to discuss with me. And Correct. so, as soon as he comes back and and baby girl is healed and he's ready to go, 
I will come back and we could do this all over again because I definitely believe that he deserves this time and it would be my absolute honor to spend it with him. So kind of yeah. sad we get to do it today, but he's taking what's most important. And like yeah. I said, when he does come back, y'all can get me back anytime because I'd love to have a chat with him. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, you know, we, we definitely want to have you back. Five minutes later. Really don't really have any principle, and they don't stand on that, right? Like, we know we go back and forth on Twitter all day about standing on your principle, right? Throw politics out, throw parties out, throw all of these things that you want to have some sort of attachment to. Tell me the principle that you believe in. Stick on that principle, regardless of what that person looks like. It shouldn't matter that the person looks like me. It shouldn't matter the person looks like some of the other people in our audience. It shouldn't matter if it's man, woman, white, black, whatever the case may be. If you stand on your principle, you never have to go back and make a a a, a, a um you know a correction. Oh, yeah, an apology or something like that. You don't have to bend to the mob. You don't have like it. it, it you don't have to answer to being called names. It's a lot of benefits to um to to just being yourself and being real and being authentic, but being principled. And people respect you a lot more when you're principled. So be principled. I I agree. And like I said, I think that uh, that avoids a lot of, of of like I said, confusion and a lot of just like just just foolishness. Because if you stand on your principles, your principles shouldn't change. So. Excuse but me, if you're principal. Let me, I know I want to close out with marriage advice because that's what the show is supposed to be about. And so I don't yep. want to, I don't want to leave people without giving them what I think is the best advice. All right. Give them the gems. I'm listening. Let's go. And in my, in my opinion, a relationship can't die until, unless both sides decide to stop fighting for it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as one of you are willing to fight, mm-hmm. then the relationship will survive. Because sometimes, just like you, there's no 50-50 scale, yep. sometimes each one of you is going to have to stand up and fight for that relationship. If you start to notice that you are the only one mm-hmm. standing up to fight for it, yeah, then you need to let it go. Not as a methodology of saying, I don't care anymore, but mm-hmm. you need to make sure that other person is still fighting for what you're fighting for. Correct. And that's what makes it strong because if they realize they're like, yo, this is what he was fighting for. I need to fight for this again. Then y'all going to come back together and y'all going to be stronger for it. And that mm-hmm. happens with human nature. Don't think it's something irrevocable with your relationship or it's something that cannot be fixed. You are human and sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. But you have to be at a place where at some point both of you are willing to fight even if it's not at the same time. As long as one of you is willing to fight, your relationship will survive as long as you're not the only one willing to fight mm-hmm. and that's what we need to realize because sometimes people fight for something that's not worth holding on to and sometimes mm-hmm. people let go of something when it's really actually time to fight so if your partner has fought for you lace up your damn boots 
Lace up your gloves and get ready to fight for them because it's your turn. And that is the only way you keep balance in a relationship because both males and females have egos. And if we are not nurturing each other's egos, those egos will drive us to separate. So nurture the egos. When it's time to fight, step up to fight unless you realize you're the only one fighting and then you need to reassess your situation. But other than that, if your partner has ever fought for you, then that means it is your turn to fight for your partner. You have to give them back what they have given you or they're going to be looking at you as the one that doesn't care about the relationship and make it easy for them to walk away. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, man, what what else can I say, man? I just want to first of all uh, uh, thank you, Sonny, uh, for uh, you know, uh, number one, like I said, you know, we 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 are in process right now, and you know, uh, we we think of you as a big deal, and we appreciate you taking, like I said, now three hours of your time. You know, we know your time is valuable and things like that to come out and you know give your uh, your voice and your opinions and your and, your, and just your, your 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 knowledge to the people, man, on our platform, man, is is greatly appreciated. And um, all I can say is, man, I I don't know how to thank you enough. Um, I'm looking forward to the day where, like I said, we can actually meet in person. Uh, and you know, September 12th for the Solutionary Summit. We're looking forward. Yeah, like I said, I. Uh, September 12th, uh, I don't care where I'm at. Uh, I'm already putting in for it right now to make sure that that truck is parked somewhere in Atlanta. So however I got to work it out for that summit, uh, you know, the, the, the Brown Paper Bag podcast will definitely be there. And, uh, you know, I just want to get some of that energy from everybody there. Um, I don't even want to add anything to what she said, because like I said, we have now given so much just 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 information that you can not only use in your own, own relationships, but just you're getting to know that regard, like we said before, the show's not political and we give people a platform to come on here and discuss different topics where you can see at the end of the day, we're all human beings. You know, like I said, she's a wife, I'm a husband, she's a mother, I'm a father. We have all these commonalities and sometimes we get so caught up in what um, separates us. We should focus on the positive that we can highlight on each other. And um, we should just, I think that we should spend more time focusing on what brings us together and what we can actually agree on versus what is going to push us to one side and to push somebody else to the other side. So, uh, Sonny, I'll give you uh, the last word. Like I said, you can tell everybody how to follow you. Let them know, uh, you know, about anything you got coming up. And then I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up and let you get back to your wonderful uh, family. All right, so you can find me every single Saturday, Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125. For Sunny's Corner, it's my radio show. We are strictly a black conservative show like you've never seen before. So I highly suggest you check it out for yourself. And then you can yeah, follow me. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Sunny Johnson. That's S O N N I E. Make sure you spell it right, or you're going to get somebody else. And mm-hmm. in any relationship, Remember you're dealing with the human being. Mm. I think maybe sometimes we forget that the person we're dealing with is human. So whether it is in a relationship, whether it is in a friendship, whether it is in a partnership, 
whether it's in a work environment or a political environment. Remember that you are surrounded by humans. So just as flawed as you are as a human being, more than likely every single person you interact with will be equally as flawed. Give them the same grace that you wish was given to you, and this would be a much better place as a world. Well, yeah, man, like I said, that is um, that is just some awesome final words uh, for the night show. Uh, for my boy G Phrase, I'll go ahead and say what he says. If you uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at Inspire the Block on Twitter. And as he always says, um, you know, have a blessed day on purpose. You know, what I mean, like really go out there and uh, make sure that you know, even if you can't, you know, bless yourself, try to bless somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why I think he really means when he says have a blessed day on purpose. Like, make it your goal by the end of the day that you want to have a day that's not just a good day, but you want to have a blessed day. And work. You build friends that say your words when your presence isn't there. Exactly. Make sure you have that, sure you have that caliber of a friend. 100% I agree with that. And as I always say, because, you know, it, it, it's my little motto for the show. It's not about where you, where you started. It's about who you finished with. And like I said, once again, we've been the Brown Paper Bag Podcast. We've been joined tonight by the great Sonny Johnson. And everybody have a blessed week. 